and welcome to another weekly edition of Popcorn Optional, a movie podcast where we talk all things movies. And this week we are going to get to a fantasy summer box office draft where we are going to draft films, make a little bit of a wager on it. My name is Cameron Salina and I am joined by my co-hosts Jake Brown and Trevor Allison. But here's what we're going to do. Everybody is going to draft five films. We're going to do it in a snake order to where the first person will draft one, second person will draft one, and then third person will draft two and then we'll kind of snake back and forth until we all have five films and what we're doing is we're trying to pick the films that we think would raise the highest box office we are a studio head and we are looking at these films and going if you know jake grabs this film okay which film am i grabbing and which of these five films available to me are going to give me the highest box office available um, the films must come out between April 27th and Labor Day, which is typically known, typically the summer box office is May uh, to Labor Day, but you know, Mar- Marvel just decided, hey, we're going to do our own thing this year, bump up Avengers even more, and so we're going to go with April 27th to Labor Day. The box office will cut off at the end of Monday of Labor Day, so whatever the film standing gross is at the end of that Monday is where the numbers will be, and we'll do a winner based on those numbers. So April 27th to Labor Day are the dates. Um, we have gone ahead and done a order to deciding, and Trevor is going to go first, and then Jake, and then I will round it out, and we'll snake back from there. Quick clarifying question. Is this domestic box office? This is domestic box office. So this has nothing to do with what a film makes overseas, Strictly what the film will make in the United States during its box so office take run. Take Transformers off your list. <laughs> yes. I forgot that there was a Transformers movie coming out this year. Luckily, it doesn't come out till December. <laughs> Please let something else come out that weekend. <laughs> We're doing a Bumblebee movie at Christmas. Presents to all of us. So he- here's what I'm proposing to you guys, is that the winner gets to decide one film to make the two losers watch. Ooh. So whoever wins... They get to choose a movie to make the two losers watch and then talk about on the podcast. Is later. it is it one of the is it a summer like a summer box office film? No, no, it can be anything. It can anything. be any movie. Like I could anything be like, hey, you guys have to watch Puss in Boots. If I win, <laughs> I'm picking Emoji Movie again. <laughs> Wait, okay, so is it is it has to be has to be streamable, free streaming? No, it doesn't is have that, to be. Okay, and this is so I can make you guys watch The Room or. You, you have know, to buy like the DVD of The Room. <laughs> and this is it. domestic total, not opening box This is office. domestic total. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. So And so part of what's going to factor in is for a film like The Meg, which you know could make a lot of money in total, it doesn't come out till mid-August. Are you willing to bet that that film makes its money, enough money to make, to help you win in that small time window to where something like The Avengers or Solo has almost all summer to kind of get its box office going? All right, Trevor, whenever you are ready, give us your first film, which I'm going to guess is a very obvious choice. Um, I'm going to take Infinity War because everyone and their mom is going to go see this. Are you I'm sorry, sure? which, which film? I, I can't interest you in Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> Trevor, is this okay. the new Avengers film that you're talking about? I haven't heard I, of this movie yet. I am. I think, I think it's like a team-up between a lot of the Marvel superheroes. Who are these Avengers? Actually, no, I think it's a sequel to the Black Panther movie from February. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I know what you're talking about. There we go. Okay, well, Trevor, Avengers Infinity War. Talk to us about why you're picking this film, because it's not I mean, obvious. Everyone made fun of Marvel for saying 
whatever they said a few weeks ago about how this is like an unprecedented combination of characters in a movie, but like they're 100% correct. There's like nothing like this has ever happened in popular culture before. Yeah. And all of these movies make hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is the big one. It's the, it's the story culmination. It's the, it's the hype culmination. They just had their biggest movie ever right before it. This is, this is a perfect storm for Marvel and Disney. Right. And this film domestically is about to just tear it up because Supposedly, it's sold more pre-ticket sales than the past seven Marvel films combined. Oh my god! I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict this. This thing is gonna make two billion dollars worldwide. Whoa! You think so? Two billion? <sighs> I think it. I think it will. I think it will. Can I tell you something? We're yeah. doing domestic box office, so that no. two billion doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, which is which is only which is already half of what Disney paid for Lucasfilm. Right. A conversation for another friend. Well, you know, we'll get to the, we'll get to Lucasfilm here in a second. Obvious. I mean, let's be honest. If we're all picking a number one film, it would be Avengers: Infinity War. This movie is a shoe in for top film of the summer. It's just there's no way this movie fails, even if it's bad. Everybody's gonna go see it. If it's good, it could do you know two it billion. Could pull in seven hundred billion uh, or seven hundred million. Wow, not billion. Good gosh. <laughs> <laughs> could. <laughs> Could pull in seven hundred million domestically. Uh, this easily. just in: like, Marvel pies Apple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Trevor, that's a smart choice. Uh, I hope it works out well for you, Jake. What is your number one pick going to be? Oh man, um, I'm debating between two, but I think I'm going to go with my my gut instead of my heart, and I'm going to pick Deadpool two. Ooh, oh, interesting. Why? De- okay, so why Deadpool two? Because. The first Deadpool was such a word of mouth surprise that just like blew up the box office for weeks. And this has that same feeling of fans are going to go see it and then just like talk about it nonstop. And I feel like my other pick was Solo, a Star Wars story. And I feel like that might underwhelm with all the controversy Mm. and Rogue One wasn't super great in my opinion. So... Yeah, I, my only worry with Deadpool 2 would be kind of like, okay, so it's like a, a couple weeks after Avengers, but then like right after it is Solo. And so it's kind of like pigeonhole, but yeah, it does reach like this like R-rated comedy superhero market that nobody else is going to be reaching. So it's a good pick. It's a, it's a worthy pick, you could say. We'll see. Um, And one that, you know, if it does what the past movie does is going to be could pay off dividends for you. Um, okay, so I my number one pick is going to be Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Whoa! And I'm like the last one was the biggest film that year when it came out, and this film I think has buzz from people being interested in it. Um, this could be a very stupid pick, um, but it kind of comes out. And a place where there's not much around it. And, you know, there's kind of two, there's a kind of a couple of weeks after it where I think that if this film is decent or has some buzz or interest, that people are just going to flock to it because, you know, there's just not much else around it that's going to interest people. So that's what I would have picked there. Yeah. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, okay. So I'm between, so in snaking order, uh, I now will do my second pick. Uh, and I'm between two films and 
It's a, it's a very hard decision because one of them I feel like is a shoe in, and the other one's more good. of a take risk. A I'm gonna take a chance, and I'm gonna go um, with the Incredibles two. <laughs> Incredibles two. Incredibles two. Good pick. I know it's it's a uh, it's one of those films that I feel like Pixar has kind of you know if it could do Finding Dory type money, which all of Pixar's sequels have done more money than the film before them. Oh, and there's hype. So, there's hype behind the Incredibles train. There's mm-hmm. tons yeah. of hype. So I feel like this film could do good. I was between this and Solo, but I'm just so worried about people not responding. Like, there's so many things against Solo. Mm-hmm. There's the director controversy. There's people not liking Alden Ehrenreich. There's Last Jedi backlash. There's, like, this fact that the film just, a Star Wars film just came out and... There's going to be a lot of people that don't think, you know, Star Wars needs a solo film. And so while I think that movie will make a lot of money, I just have this gut feeling that Incredibles 2 is going to make a little bit more. And on that note, I pick Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Good pick. The thing about Solo is I think that just adding Ron Howard's name to it is going to help a lot because so many old white people are going to go see it. Everyone in America (laughs) over the age of 45 is going to be like, Oh, I like Ron Howard and I like Star Wars. He made Apollo 13. Oh, he was Opie. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Definitely a recognizable name. He's, he's going to bring in the CBS crowd. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing is I don't think that there's ever been a Star Wars movie that's made under $300 million domestically. I think the lowest, yeah, the lowest is Star Wars Attack of the Clones at 310 and Revenge of the Sith did 380, which is the next lowest. And so there's no way this movie is as bad as Attack of the Clones. That's literally impossible. Right. I mean, even Rogue One did domestically $532 million. It didn't even have recognizable characters in it, really. Right. To hang its marketing hat on. Right. So, yeah, Jake, you know, smart, smart choice. Um, I feel like those first five that we've picked so far have been like kind of the obvious big summer films. And I think now is when it starts to kind of get to some the real needy greedy. For me, for me, there's there's one more in the top tier. Okay, And it's the film of the man who makes all of the money all of the time. And it's the new Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay, so why Mission Impossible? So the floor on this is like $300 million. Um, Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Wait, do you know how much these movies make domestically? Come on now. People love Tom Cruise running. They're marketing the heck out of The last one made $195 million domestically. Really? Which is great. It's nothing to balk at. Right. The highest that one of these films has ever made is 215 and that was the second one you know back in 2000 i'm really surprised i i would have guessed that ghost protocol made like 350 or 400 because of how much hype was around it here's the thing international crowds love tom cruise domestic is kind of cooling especially if you look at the past couple of tom cruise films like my worry with mission impossible was the fact that like he was supposed to carry that dark universe franchise and that movie the mummy ended up doing 80 million yeah, that's true. You can't take it so, back. Um, you can't take it back. No, no, no. I'm, I'm worried I'm still, for you. I'm still cool with it. I may, I may have overestimated what what can happen here, but I still think it's it's the right pick here. No, I think, yeah, it comes out late June, and you know, if there's nothing good in eight in August or sorry, late July, 
And if there's nothing good in August, then it could kind of run the box office for a little bit. You get to pick again, Trevor. This was this was where it really got tough for me. I think I got to go with Ant-Man and the Wasp here. Mm. Yeah, that was my Just, next I know one the, the Ant-Man, I know Ant-Man isn't isn't the the hasn't been the best film. The first one was fun. I think that they can ride the Infinity War wave a little bit. Um people still love Paul Rudd. He plays great in a trailer. Um people love Michael Douglas also. Um and why wouldn't you? So I, I, I think I think I think this can do pretty well. Yeah, uh, the floor on Marvel series, if you want to put it that way. I mean, this the last one grossed the least, or second, third lowest out of the eighteen Marvel films. But it's an interesting thing in how much of Infinity War hype transfers over to this. Of like that's past, and people are wanting to know what happens next. And they go to this for that reason. Well, and I think it's going to get, there's a Black Panther bump too. I think that's a real thing that's going to happen. Oh, you mean like with Marvel kind of seeing a resurgence because uh-huh. of how good Black Panther was? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think And so. it's also the first Marvel film with a female lead or co-lead, I guess. Somehow. How did we, how did we get this far? Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Jake. Oh, this is where it three gets pick. tough. This is where it gets tough. Um... I'm going to go in terms of longevity at the box office. I think Ocean's 8 is the safest bet here. Oof. It's a smart one. It's a smart one. Yeah. That was next on my list too. Yeah, that's uh why so why why Ocean's 8? I just think that it's going to be like if you like heist movies, it's pretty much the only option. The Ocean 11 Ocean's series is beloved. Uh, it's got a great all-female cast, so like hashtag feminism, hashtag like women power, hashtag all that stuff that's going on right now in culture. So uh, I think this has got some legs. As long as it's like a fairly good movie, it's going to do well. This is the film for me that when I looked at like the list of movies from this summer, that's box office was most tied to its quality. Like I think if this movie's yeah. good, it does crazy money. If it's bad, I think it tanks, but... I mean, there are other movies out there that are like, you know, Marvel movies are going to do Marvel movie money, Solo and all that kind of stuff, and Pixar. And, you know, you even have like Dwayne The Rock Johnson films don't really matter on quality if you exclude Baywatch, but they're kind of going to do decent money no matter what. And so there's this is the one movie, though, that's kind of like if it's good and the word gets out, yeah, tons of people are going to go see it. But I'm excited. So, um, okay, my number three... Okay, this is hard. I I want I'm going to go with what my mind is thinking and not my heart and I'm going to say gosh darn it freaking a. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to take Hotel Transylvania 3. Oh. You know, that's probably a pretty good decision. Because the last two have done like 170 and 180 domestically. Have you guys seen those are they like even watchable? No idea. No, I have no idea. I yeah, uh, I just I have no interest in seeing them whatsoever. Although I will say the movie I have the least interest in seeing this summer is Adrift. I have <laughs> negative interest in seeing Adrift. Trevor, it's a love story on a boat. They're How no, could you not circumvent the world? No, I would. I'd rather watch Mamma Mia <laughs> Part Two than Adrift. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, Mamma Mia could do good money this movie this summer too. 
So just going to throw that out there. Um, okay. Now is the part where I feel like our decisions, I feel like all of our top films may kind of even out, but here's, here's where I'm going to take a chance and it could pay off in a great way. I'm going to take uncle drew. Oh, that was my next pick. (laughs) Dang it. I think that this movie has that like internet hype and has the, has people talking about it to the point where it's like, this could do some serious money. If even if it's bad, just because people want to go out and love the character, it will be bad so much. <laughs> you think it's going to be bad? One hundred percent chance. Oh my god, it's, it's going to be terrible. Okay, I will. The okay, question. So <laughs> if it, if it, as long as it knows it's bad, it might be watchable. Yeah. Right. I just love the fact that they have a blind Reggie Miller in the film. I'm I'm actually excited for that movie it's on a like, like personal level. <laughs> it's like it was written by a bunch of seventeen-year-olds who love basketball. It looks like it was written by the people who wrote the Uncle Drew sketches and then just said, hey, we're going to, oh, we have Kyrie for the summer? Yeah, let's do a, let's do a movie. Which are, are those for, like Sprite commercials or something? What is, yeah. what is Pepsi, that from originally? Pepsi. Okay. Pepsi Max. See, the marketing didn't work, guys. <laughs> the marketing didn't work. Uh, but if the marketing works, or if the, this movie makes crazy money, then the marketing did work. So I guess so. And I'm going to be a genius if it does. Hey, with Kyrie's injury, this is the best way to see him play some ball this summer. So, Ooh, oh gosh, that. low blow. Got him. <laughs> Got him while he was down. All right, Jake, what's your number four pick? You know, I disagree with Trevor's thought that the movie star is still alive and that the movie star is a safe bet and blah, 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 except for one man. And that man is mm. The Rock jumping off of a skyscraper with one leg. I think that that's probably going to do at least 80 million. Who knows if it'll be good, but the rocks in it. People are going to see it. I I prefer to think of this as a two-part saga with Rampage. (laughs) And a three-part saga with San Andreas, which literally features a skyscraper. Amazing. I mean, as do a lot of movies. (laughs) Here's Here's the thing with The Rock is that he could either put up Jumanji numbers or he could put up Rampage numbers. By rampage numbers, I mean thirty-eight million dollars so far, or you could put up Jumanji at four hundred million. Yeah, rampage is going to win the box office this weekend again too, though. Right, just because it's not going up against anything, but it almost got beat by a Quiet Place. I almost think a Quiet Place could beat it this next weekend just by hype alone. Who knows? Like the hype There's around rampage hype. is nobody's talking about that. Everybody I know is talking about a Quiet Place, and it's not like there was that much between them box office wise to really make, you know, one stand out above the other. Jake, the skyscraper. I hope it, uh, this is a skyscraper or the skyscraper. I don't know. Just, I think it's just skyscraper. Okay. Well, there it is for the rock at skyscraper. Don't bet against him. Trevor, give us your number four pick. Okay. Here's where it gets interesting. We're going to take a little bit of a risk. I wanted to pick Sicario, but I don't think it's going to happen as far as making the cash money. Um, I'm going to go with The First Purge yep. as my next Ooh, pick. Good call. These movies are something that people like. Um, <laughs> and like this bizarre irony of what they're about, like they appeal greatly, which is exactly why they exist, I think. I think their very existence is a commentary on the people who like them, which is something that I will be writing an academic paper on in the coming months. Hmm. Really? Um, no, that was a joke. But <laughs> oh, gosh. you totally could. You should. Um, Hashtag anarchy. (laughs) 
the, the curious thing is, uh, do you know what the past movies have made domestically? The Purges? Yeah. No, I, I don't. The highest one, which, to be fair, they have each made approximately $7 million more than the last one. But the last one made $79 million. Dang. Hey. So what if they that make trend that keeps up, you'll make $86 million. What do they pay for those? Like $8, $10 million? Oh, they're so cheap. I think cheap. they're Blumhouse films. I think they're $5 million. They're so cheap. Oh, oh, yeah. oh they are Blumhouse, yeah. That guy, so that guy broke, he broke the business. Yeah. He's and Michael. no one is, no, is anyone copying him yet? How is no one copying him? They're starting no. to. He's one. I mean, he's you a, could say that like A24 is kind yeah, of doing true. similar things and, you know. But they make good movies. But yeah. Yeah. They yeah. make art house films. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Trevor, give us your number five pick then. Okay, my number five. I'm going to go with kind of the sentimental favorite. And just go with the, like, Disney doesn't fail. And I'm going to go with the sure-to-be-awful Christopher Robin as my number five. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, you, sure? you know who so wants to see this movie is your mom. Your mom wants to see this movie, and she's going to go see it. Okay. So, uh, oh, man. Okay, so is that why you think it's going to do well is because of the older person vote? I think it's grandparents taking their grandkids oh, to yep. this movie. Over and over and over again. <laughs> it just looks so depressing. Like it looks like it's. I. I. I would be willing to bet that the film that's being advertising or being advertised is not the film we end up getting. If they if they do this right and make it depressing, it could be really good. But I think it's a okay. That and that's. I think I actually think it could be a good film. I don't think it's going to make any money at the box office. I think this is more saving Mr. Banks than it is Hook. And in quality, um, which is which is good, but I don't think that it does nearly as much money. I think it's there's a there's a high risk high reward on this pick. There is, right yeah, there is definitely. Um, okay, Jake, what is your number five? All right, uh, my number five is a movie that I have no interest in seeing. In fact, I kind of hate that it exists, um, but I know it's probably going to make a lot of money, and that is Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Can you can you sing it for us though? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake, why Mamma Mia? Here we go again. Because every time I've seen a movie in the theater this year and this trailer plays, I think to myself, ugh. But I always hear at least like a few people like, oh man, Mamma Mia, I'm so excited, blah, blah, blah. Like for some reason, people like these. I don't know why. And Cher's in it. It's for some reason, so... It's ABBA, dude. People people still have it in their heads from the 70s. Yeah. So, who knows? Well, there we go, rounding out Jake's team. Um, with Mamma Mia, here we go again. I'm okay. This is interesting. You guys have left me three films that I think could all do decent money. I think the Meg is going to actually make quite a bit of money. It's just how much money can it make in the couple weeks that it's out um, before Labor Day weekend. Action Point. I'm uh, I'm offended the by the existence of the Meg. I know you guys got to talk what? about it last week, but I didn't. I'm just offended that it exists. Like I'm why? with you, Trevor. How little how little do you think of me as a human that I you think that I want to see this film? Yep. Like what what about this makes me want to see it? Trevor. I've, I think it looks terrible. No, I, I'm with you, Trevor. I would much rather have Transporter Part Four because there's something kind of interesting and different about transporter than other things this is just it's all of the disaster porn movies 
part a million with sharks. I'm so disappointed. Do you guys both hate the Fast and the Furious films too? Uh, no, this is not even the same thing. Not <laughs> oh, even. I the think same it's thing. exactly the same no. thing. No, the, no. The good Fast no. and the Furious movies are good, but the other ones. So are really the Fast bad. and the Furious are beautiful people driving beautiful cars, doing beautiful things. This is not that. It's none of those things. Jason Statham is a beautiful man. He's driving mm. jet skis, underwater subs, which to some people are beautiful, and a beautiful no, monster of no. a shark. There's no 72 Camaro and a sub, no contest. Not even close. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine. You're, you're, you're arguing this with somebody who's one of his favorite series is the Fast and the Furious series. I know, um, which is why I'm feeling weird that I have to convince you that this is not the same thing whatsoever. I'm just saying I think that it's going to fall in that similar realm of the, you know, type tongue-in-cheek action outrageous type thing right, and like i think the mission could, impossible kind of deal right but here's the thing those movies the fast and the furious movies don't do great domestically they do okay domestically they do crazy things overseas and we're doing this domestically which is why i'm between action point and tag tag being you know the comedy film that could do great and action point being you know even bad grandpa which was Johnny Knoxville's last film, made $100 million. My film, my number five, is going to be Tag. Ooh. The film about a bunch of people playing Tag. Because... A bunch, of, a bunch that, of cool people that we like. Right. And it's, I think it's, there's always those films, like, this is the counter-programming to me. If you look at, like, what else is coming out, there's not really anything, like, another kind of R-rated comedy that kind of falls into the same category. And so I think just from a counter-programming perspective, this could do good money. Um, but yeah. I want this to be good, but I'm not sure it will be. Yeah. Um, interesting that nobody has picked uh, Action Point, The Meg, Sicario Day of Soldado, Adrift, The Equalizer 2, Sorry to Bother You, The Darkest Minds, or Mile 22. Um, so I do think me. that Sorry to Bother You looks like one of the most original films in a really long time, but I don't think it's going to make any money. It could be the get out of this year, question mark. That was my thing. Yeah, but it, it looks amazing. The hard part is it just doesn't expand until like August, I think. And I'm just worried that that's not going to be enough time to really give it legs. Yeah. Uh, with the rest of the summer, but is is the Equalizer two the sequel that the the least amount of people have ever asked for? Probably, but you know it's Denzel Washington, and people love that man, and I love Denzel, but I don't get why people will why people want films like this. Um, I actually once was talking to like I read an article, and it was talking about like. Why? What movies do well on DVDs? On DVD, and they said like the number one person on DVD is Denzel. Like Denzel, if you put his face on a cover, that movie will sell. Just because it, my dad just will rent Denzel. that when my mom is out of town. Definitely, <laughs> that's very true. So, all right, to review our lists, Trevor has Avengers: Infinity War, Mission Impossible: Fallout, The Ant Man and the Wasp, The First Purge, and Christopher Robin. Jake has Deadpool 2, Solo, a Star Wars film, Ocean's 8, Skyscraper, and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> and then I have Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I can't believe I just did that. I'm going to regret that. Uh, <laughs> the Incredibles 2, Hotel Transylvania 3, Uncle Drew, and Tag. Will so, you make Cam saying Here I Go Again, or Here We Go Again, the intro to all of our future episodes? Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and Mamma Mia. 
Here we go again. And Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I fully endorse that and am here for this. We will uh, update as we go along in the summer, but one of us is going to end up being the top studio head with the films that make the most amount of money. And we'll see who that is on Labor Day weekend. So we'll talk about it more then. Um, That's all we have for this week, though. We'll be back next week with a new review, uh, as well as our rankings of the MCU films to date in anticipation of Avengers Infinity War. So um, if you've enjoyed listening to us, please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review us, and go share us with your friends and family. If you want to know more about us, you can go to our website at Popcorn Optional, where you can find all of our episodes, as well as a little bit about who we are as people. If you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Popcorn Optional, or you can like us on Facebook at Popcorn Optional. My name is Cameron Salina. You can find me online at 321 Time. Jake, where can we find you online? You can find me at jakebrown.tv. That's my Instagram and my website. Trevor? Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at TurboTrevor. Check out, um, maybe in the coming months, my academic paper on The Purge. (laughs) (laughs) You should do that. We look forward to it. (laughs) Trevor, take your summer uh, break and please write that. I'll, uh, I'll do some preliminary research. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. Well, until next time, we hope you all have a great week. Watch tons of movies. And in the words of the great Michael Scott, we will be back ASAP as possible. Bye.